Do you love Star Wars? Do you like Star Wars? Does it come on your TV randomly when you're flipping through channels and you enjoy it, the visuals? Well, if you said yes to any of those, then this is the place you want to be. This is the podcast you want to continue to listen to. For first-time viewers and for folks that have listened to this podcast in the past, it's more than just about giving you the latest updates and news on the Star Wars universe. I try to separate myself a little bit here and there and give you a little bit more, a little more in-depth to this culture. For example, today, I'm going to be talking to you guys about the balance of the Force and what it truly means. But, of course, I'm also going to give you the news as well, because I want you to be caught up, and I want you, the listener, to be up to date and as knowledgeable as you can be, because that's, let's face it, that's why you're listening to this podcast. Now, this discussion is from my point of view on the balance of the Force and what I believe it means and how I think it's represented in the movies and the books and the comics and whatever. So take it with a grain of salt, but I think this will answer a lot of questions about where the story has been going in the episodes and what we can expect from the rise of Skywalker. So... Get a comfortable seat, ladies and gentlemen, because this is going to be a great episode, a quick episode. You know, I say that every week, but it ends up turning into an hour-long discussion of me just ranting about what I love. So here we go. Episode 21, you're listening to Han Talks First. Thank you all for listening and sticking through that opening theme song. So, let's get started today by talking about when the next trailer is going to come out. And I think I got some good news for you guys. I don't think you have to wait much longer. You know, we just had Triple Force Friday, and Pablo Hidalgo said himself on Twitter that the marketing for the Rise of Skywalker has begun. So, it's about to get really heavy these upcoming weeks. There's more and more evidence to support a date within the next couple weeks. Back in September, somebody posted to Reddit claiming that they were a projectionist at a movie theater and they were sharing what appeared to be an internal email stating that a new Rise of Skywalker trailer would come attached to Disney's Maleficent Mistress of Evil. That's Maleficent 2 for all of the yeah, those of you who don't know what the hell that is, um, which is scheduled to be released for October 18th this year. If this rumor is true, then the trailer will probably premiere during Monday Night Football on October 14th. That's a week from today, if you're listening on Monday. And you can expect it to hit YouTube right after, or during. And then later that week, I'm assuming Thursday, um... It'll show in the theaters. And um, 
it's got to be coming. It's been this time, the past couple of years, that we've gotten a Star Wars trailer, so it makes sense. And if uh, this projectionist on Reddit is uh, real, then uh, it's true. So get ready, guys. Get Find a, find a nice TV, um, find a, a comfortable seat, and just record your television if you have that capability. Um, another person stated that, I think it was J.J. Abrams, actually, the director, he stated that this is going to be uh, the darkest trailer we've ever had of any Star Wars movie ever. That excites me. Uh, we all thought the last Jedi trailer was dark, and then we saw the movie and realized it wasn't. <laughs> but uh, it, could, it, could be, it could be that it just the trailer is dark imagery or tone, but that's all we got so far. So we'll find out Monday night. And I'll do a podcast review on it. If you want to go listen to my trailer teaser breakdown, um, go check it out. It's a couple episodes ago. So let's jump into some news. 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 Let's jump into some news. There's not much this week. Um, Joel Edgerton is returning as Owen Lars for the Obi-Wan Kenobi show, which is amazing. I have been wanting this to happen since before this was even going to be a thing. Because Joel Edgerton is like the same... He's like the correct age, as is Obi-Wan. And um, he looked, in the Revenge of the Sith movie, he looked a lot like um, the original Owen Lars, like a younger version, so it was believable. And he's a really good actor. If you've seen him in anything else, he's just developed more and more over time. So there's that. Also, we got a first look at um, Dominic Monaghan. Well, yeah, that's right. He's finally officially confirmed, and we got the first look at it. He went to Twitter and posted a promo photo of himself, as did some of the other side characters, such as uh, Kelly Marie Tran, a.k.a. Rose Tico. Um, but they all posted photos of themselves, and it's funny. All the characters match each other, and it kind of looks more like an Indiana Jones movie. Like They're all like wearing desert attire or safari attire. Mm, you know, Jumanji... Dose is coming out during the same time. So maybe there'll be a crossover. Star Jumanji Wars. Jumanji Wars. Jumanji Dose. Jumanji Deuce. Okay, and then the last bit of news I got for you is there was a new Star Wars banner released on the Facebook page. Check it out. It's really cool. It's essentially just the Empire uh, magazine cover of Kylo and Rey. Kylo is holding a lightsaber, but Ray is not. That's a little interesting. So go check that out. It's a really cool promo photo. All right, so the next thing I want to talk to you about is just one more thing, and then I'm going to jump into the main topic, Balance of the Force, is some Episode Nine predictions. And I'll just give you a little bit of them, a very, very small amount of some of my predictions, and then I'll, I'll lead into the main topic for today. And my main topic will tie back into predictions for episode 9. So, let's just start with some characters. Um, let's start with Finn. I believe Finn is going to be a recruiter for the Resistance in this movie. And he will mainly be responsible for bringing back all of the people that Leia sent us distress call out for in The Last Jedi and including Lando. Uh, I believe Finn will be responsible for bringing Lando back. 
Um, the only reason I think that is because they're both included in uh, the Millennium Falcon toy. So maybe that maybe that's why. Maybe it's not. I don't know. Could be wrong. It's just a toy. But um, I think he's going to be a recruiter. I would love to see him as a recruiter because it makes a perfect sense for his character because he started as a deserter for the First Order. And I think him uh, not wanting to be a part of anything because he felt forced to wanting to be a part of something, the resistance, and then realizing it's his choice to do that, but and it's uh, for good, and it's a good reason. And so because of that, he wants to start to bring people in. So it just kind of takes him from one side to the other, completing Finn's arc. I think that would be great. Finn was one of the most promising characters, and if this happens for him, I think that would be beautiful. Poe. Poe damn. So, I think Poe is going to become general of the Resistance Army um, after his um, lack of showing leadership skills in The Last Jedi. I would assume after this year time span between 8 and 9 that he would have um, grown up a little bit and got his head out of his cockpit. And now he is stable enough to become a general and lead in the proper direction and being communicative with his uh, fellow soldiers. Um, That's all I got for Poe. I really don't have much projection for him. Ray, I think she is just going to be studying the Force a lot and adapting to her new powers. But I'm going to get into Ray later on when I talk about the balance of the Force. Um, Leia, I think she's going to play a huge role. Uh, of course, there's that theory that she's going to train Ray. Um, I don't know. I don't see that. I, I I can see her walking in on Ray when she's training, and. Ray is not doing too well, and maybe she offers some, a bit of advice, like, you know, it's not about being a Jedi, it's just about being yourself, something, you know, proverbial like that. And I don't know. I think Leia is just going to be the light of this movie because um, she really is a great character, and she kind of was through the original trilogy. Um. That's kind of all I want to touch on right now as far as like my character predictions. I, I want to jump into the main topic because that's going to cover a lot more. So balance of the force is what we're going to talk about today. What does balance mean in the Star Wars universe? Now, like I said, all this is from my point of view. If you don't agree with me, that's fine. Just uh, lend me an ear and take it with a grain of salt because uh, I think... This um, might shed some light on what's going to happen for Nine. So the idea of balance of the Force is a central tenet of the Jedi Order. Remember that. This was, like, this was started by the Jedi Order. And it refers to the ideal state in which the Force exists in nature. And the Jedi identify this as the light side. Quotations. The presence of dark side corrupts and destroys this natural balance, a.k.a. the light. It shadows the light. And the Jedi view it as their duty to restore it when it becomes dark. 
So a little, basically, what I take from this idea is that the Jedi do not use the Force. It's ideal for no one to use the Force. Jedi are Force users, but they do not use the Force unless the natural order of things is being shattered by the dark side. That's when they use the Force to balance it out. So essentially, balance the Jedi, since they created that terminology, is the light side. And the light side is all that is good in the universe. So before I go any further, I'm going to go through each trilogy of movies here and talk about how the balance has been in and out of play. Before I do, I want to discuss the prophecies of the, the Force that were written in the book Master and Apprentice by Claudia Gray. Now, this is not a book review. Uh, it is a really good read, and there's plenty to talk about, but I'm specifically focusing on the prophecies. So I'm just going to read them, one through six, in order, and then we're going to break them down through the movies. Prophecy one. She who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. Prophecy 2. When the kyber that is not kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand. Prophecy 3. When the righteous lose the light, evil once dead shall return. Prophecy 4. One will ascend to the highest of the Jedi despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him. Prophecy 5. Only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the nameless. Prophecy 6. He who learns to conquer death will, through his greatest student, live again. Okay. So let's start all the way back from the Phantom Menace. Okay? The Jedi believed that the Chosen One would destroy the Sith and bring balance to the Force forever. Now, during the Phantom Menace... They believe the Sith have been dead for the, like, a thousand years or something like that, right? So the prophecy really doesn't apply at the time until they run into Darth Vader. So it's a little, the timeline's a little skewed here because, you know, they're, when they first find Anakin, they're like, we believe this is the chosen one, and the Jedi are just like, that he'll bring balance to the Force, Yet, they don't know that there's any Sith around at this time. So, it's a little interesting. It's a little weird. And then they hear about the Sith. And then they go back to the boy. And then they don't want to train him. So, Phantom Menace has its problems. But we're just going to pretend like it makes sense. For the sake of what I'm about to talk about. You know, George Lucas solely relied on the fact that Anakin Skywalker was, quote, chosen one. The, the prophesied, prophesied chosen one. So, if Anakin is a chosen one and he's going to destroy the dark side, destroy the Sith, and bring balance to the Force, let's take him through his journey. Anakin becomes Vader. Okay, he becomes the Sith, becomes the dark side. But then he gets turned by his son, and then he kills the Emperor, therefore destroying the Sith. And now he's part of the light. And the light being all that is good all around the world, now balance is restored. 
and then no one has to use the force anymore. So this leads us straight into Prophecy 2, as far as the timeline goes. Uh, we're still in the Phantom Menace era. So Prophecy 2 states, When the Kyber that is not Kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand. Now, for those of you that don't know what uh, Kyber Crystal is, it's what gives a lightsaber its power. It's also what gave the Death Star its power. It's just a it's a natural power source. It's a stone, a crystal found in um, caves. Uh, you have to really um, dig for them, search for them. They're, they're just part of the natural world. It's like our gold. It's very valuable, but this one possesses powers that one can harness through training. It's a way just to connect to the Force. So when uh, the Kyber that is not Kyber shines forth, the time of the prophecy will be at hand. Now, this prophecy was fulfilled in the book, Master and Apprentice. Obi-Wan and Qui-Gon come across a type of crystal that's very similar to Kyber in some structure, but it's not actually Kyber. And in the book's climax, Obi-Wan's crystal is switched for one that is one of the fake Kyber crystals. And unexpectedly, it's still capable of creating a lightsaber blade. It's just a little bit weaker than a natural one. Um, so, But what else Prophecy 2 states is that when this happens, the time of prophecy will be at hand. So it means it's, it leads to another prophecy. So <clears throat> that's all I'm going to give you from the book. It, that's all you need to take away from it. All you need to know is that when, this, um, when a kyber that's not kyber shines forth, it'll lead to another prophecy. So I believe it leads straight into prophecy number four, which is one will ascend to the highest of the Jedi despite the foreboding of those who would serve with him. So Prophecy 2 takes place before the Phantom Menace, and then the Phantom Menace comes when we meet Anakin. So Prophecy 2 led into Prophecy 4. Anakin comes into play. And Anakin is the one that will ascend to the highest of the Jedi ranks and forebodes those who will serve with him. All the Jedi below him will fear him. You know, he's not a member of the council, you know, uh, officially titled, but he becomes the most powerful. And ultimately destroys them. And they're, they're all scared of him. <clears throat> so, after that, it leads us to... We're still in the prequel stage. It leads us to the fifth prop, prophecy. <laughs> prophecy. Uh, which is, only through sacrifice of many Jedi will the Order cleanse the sin done to the Nameless. I take this as Order 66. Um, it'll cleanse the sin done to the Nameless. You can take that many different ways. You can take it as the clones who are just numbers. They don't have names. Uh, you could take it to as um, the Sith uh, cleansing their names um, because they... They strip their names when they become members of the Sith and they take on a new title. So you could take that in many different ways. But basically all the Jedi were sacrificed in a way by the one that rose above them, which was Anakin Skywalker. Now, 
That's during Revenge of the Sith time. So after that, we lead into episode four, five, and six, the original trilogy. There's the prophecies in this book <clears throat> do not really pertain to the original trilogy movies. Uh, they do slightly, but I'm just going to briefly touch over them in a broad uh, aspect. Luke Skywalker rises um, to power. He becomes powerful in the Force uh, due to anger, and he discovers uh, his father is an evil lord, and he trains to become a powerful Jedi to destroy his father, ultimately realizes that's not the way, turns his father good, and destroys the Sith. Some would argue that Luke Skywalker is the chosen one. I still believe Anakin Skywalker is, because Luke Skywalker was not going to fight in Return of the Jedi. He, uh, no matter how those events played out in the throne room at the end of the movie, Luke Skywalker was done fighting. After he realized the shit that went down with his dad... <laughs> turning him evil and he realized he was going down the same path and he could feel his anger taking over. Even if Vader decided to keep fighting him, he would he wouldn't have done it. He would have just um had made a sacrifice himself and become one with the force same as Obi-Wan Kenobi. So he had already reached the Jedi peak. <coughs> oh, excuse me. And um so yeah, I don't believe he's the chosen one. If you believe it that's fine, but for the direction I'm going here, it makes sense. So let's jump into the sequel trilogy. Now, this is when things get really interesting. So we all know the story of The Force Awakens and The Last Jedi, and the surrounding events told to us in the novels, comic books, word of mouth. We all know. We know the basic outline, right? So let's talk about Prophecy 1 again. Prophecy 1 states that she who will be born to darkness will give birth to darkness. This is referring to Leia. Leia was born to darkness, Darth Vader. She was born during the time that he had already transitioned to Darth Vader. And she will give birth to darkness, Kylo Ren. Kylo Ren was dirty the moment he jumped out of his mama. I'm telling you. It was just meant to be. It's the prophecy foretold it. Now let's move on to a quote from Snoke. A Snoke quote. So it's that uh, you all know this. Darkness rises and light to meet it. I warned my young apprentice that as he grew stronger, his equal in the light would rise. That was a terrible Snoke impression. But you get it. He's talking about Kylo. When darkness rises, light to meet it. And that light would be Ray. Ray was the rising light in this story. Now, I think she is the rising light. I, I think I don't think it was random. I don't have anything to back up who she is, but I can tell you I think there was a reason. And I think she got all of her powers out of nowhere because during this time where she got her powers. That must have been when Luke cut himself off from the Force. And all of his powers were then transferred 
into Rey. And that would make sense why she's so powerful and, um, you know, doesn't really need to train and she can just do anything she wants. Uh, not because she's a Mary Sue, all you weirdos out there, you doinks. Uh, it's just because she was just given these powers. I mean, if you were given a lot of money, you know, if you, if you, uh, if your, if your, uh, best friend gave you a million dollars, that makes you rich, right? But you didn't do anything to earn it. So who cares? You're still rich. So she just got all these powers. She's still powerful. She didn't have to earn it or anything. She just has them. So just take it how it is. I think those powers were given to her from uh, Luke Skywalker. And oh, I lost my train of thought here. So, yes. And all this leads back into Prophecy Dose. When the kyber that is not kyber shines forth, the time of prophecy will be at hand. So during the rise of the light and the darkness, Kylo Ren, we notice that Kylo Ren has an unstable lightsaber blade. Huh. Interesting, huh? Almost like it's a fake kyber crystal holding it together? Interesting, because this happened before... In Master and Apprentice. And what does Prophecies 2 state when this happens? Prophecy will be at hand. Which means we're leading into another prophecy. So. I do believe Kylo Ren is very powerful with the Force. And that's why he's able to make this fake kyber crystal shine for so long. And I believe this is what brings in more prophecies. And Rey being a new chosen one uh the one that is born of no father similar to anakin skywalker but the main prophecy i think it leads to being at hand is prophecy three when the righteous lose the light evil once dead shall return so because a new fake kyber crystal was used to shine in a lightsaber it led to this next prophecy of um evil rising from the dead. That dead being the Emperor. Sheevy Palps. He's back. We've heard his little crackle in the trailer. He's back from the dead. And it was because the light lost again. Because Kylo Ren rose from a woman born to darkness. Leia. So it all is like lining up. The planets are aligning. <sighs> this is exciting, isn't it? I mean, I've cracked the code, guys. <laughs> uh, just that was a really huge pat on the back. I shouldn't do that so much. But um, okay. So Palpatine's back. What does all of this mean? Did you guys realize we left out a prophecy? Mm-hmm. So if we go all the way back in time, before the sequels, before the original trilogy, before the prequels, before the motherfucking prequels, there was a Darth Master known as Darth Plagueis, the most powerful of all the Sith. Um, you know, that's, that's an opinion. But um, 
One last prophecy states, He who learns to conquer death will through his greatest student live again. Darth Plagueis mastered uh, cheating death. He knew how to do it. And he taught it to his apprentice. Sheevesy palps. And then he killed his master, Darth Plagueis. And through him, the greatest evil rises again. All that has happened in the movies, in the comics, in the outside lore, even in the, in the uh, Legends books, the Darth Plagueis crap, it all leads up to this last movie, The Rise of Skywalker. Now, to back up this theory that balance of the Force means that all is light and that Force powers are not to be used unless darkness shadows it, is a quote from Palpatine from Revenge of the Sith, which states, The dark side of the Force is a path many abilities some would consider to be unnatural. Now, if you remember, what I said from the beginning was the Jedi refer to the ideal state in which the Force exists is in a natural state. So, this is all I'm going to touch on right now because I wanted to do a really short episode. I will dive more into this uh, probably in the next week, especially after we get a trailer. That way I'll have some more context to work with. And we are going to figure out this Rise of Skywalker movie before it comes out. Us. We're going to do it together. So you can send me your thoughts too on Instagram, Twitter, email. Uh, I think that's it. Patreon, if you want to go that far. But um, it's all my social media is at Han Talks First. Instagram is at Han Talks First Podcast. That's where I'm the most active if you want to check me out. And seriously, if you reach out to me, I will respond. That's just how I work here. Thank you so much for listening. It has been a pleasure to return to the interwebs for episode 21. I hope you have a great rest of your Monday. And may the Force be with you. Do it.